you can buy a KVEST, but if you don't know what to do with it or you don't know how to transcribe those results and, and put them into an active game plan for the person, you're just taking money, you're just like hanging it on a, on a hanger. So you have to be able to understand what movements create good results and get them like old school to create the feel and do the drills that are gonna create good results on KVEST. At the end of the day, people need to realize data is not a philosophy. It's the result of the philosophies or the teachings and the education. Everything else in life, you want a ton of information to make decisions, but in baseball, we're anti-information to make decisions. The people that need to buy in the most, the people that will have the biggest impact on, they're, they're afraid, they're not here, and they have the most experience. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to the Farm System Podcast, your home for baseball development. We're here for you, by you, and with you. I'm your co-host, Joey Cunha. And I'm Bo Callis. This podcast is designed for coaches, players, scouts, really anyone looking to further their development in the game of baseball. Here at the Farm System, we take pride in being lifelong learners, and we're here to be a bridge from where you are to where you're going. We'd like to welcome back our veteran listeners. We're happy to grow with you again. We'd also like to welcome our first-time listeners, the rookies. Don't worry, every vet was once a rookie. This podcast is brought to you by our partners over at Baseball Cloud, professional data for the amateur player. Baseball Cloud allows players from all over the country to consolidate data from their performance into a centralized location. This allows players, coaches, and scouts to effectively track, compare, and view their players' results through the use of graphs and a multitude of other visual analysis tools within seconds. Learn more about their software at BaseballCloud.com and follow them on social media at BaseballCloudUS. If you haven't yet, make sure to check out the online marketplace of resources we've put together at thesystem.farm. We have a multitude of different sections including drill videos, practice plans, discount codes, job listings, unsigned players, and so much more. Our premium membership gives you full access to travel ball rankings, player rankings, chat boards, as well as other features that we'll be releasing in the coming months. Make sure you're a member at thesystem.farm. That's thesystem.farm. On this episode, we feature part one of the roundtable talk from Bridge the Gap 2019. Use code THEFARM25 for $25 off the Bridge the Gap 2019 video package at 108pa.com. Don't leave that dugout. We got Bo and Joe coming up next on the Farm System. Right here, right now. So thanks everybody for coming. Um, next part of today is doing a little round table. Uh, we're gonna go around and introduce uh, some of the speakers for this weekend. KD, start with you. Uh, my name is Kevin Davidson. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I'm the CEO of Baseball Cloud. And don't ask me any questions that mean anything about data because I don't know anything. These are the smart guys. I'm just here, I'm just the guy that tells you what to do with your data. I don't know what the hell it means. So don't ask me any <laughs> of those questions, ask these guys. Uh, uh, hi, my name is Mitchell Ho. I'm the director of strength and performance here at 108. Um, Joey Cunha, I'm the hitting director here at 108. Eugene Bleeker, uh, founder, director of player, uh, player development here at 108. Mouth of the South. <laughs> Nunzio Signore, uh, owner of Rockland Peak Performance in New York, New York. Uh, ben Brewster, founder of Trade Athletics, an online remote uh, training company for baseball players. Tyler White, um, chiropractor by trade, uh, do a lot of um, kind of private uh, uh, rehab and, and some player development stuff over in St. Louis. 
Drew Toussaint. I'm a West Coast Supervising Scout uh, for the New York Mets. And also, Tyler, you're with Gestalt. Yeah, so I'm co-founder of Gestalt Performance. That's basically, that's our, our consulting company. So I thought we'd get this kicked off. Uh, we're going to take questions later, but I thought we'd get it kicked off kind of uh, with a question, kind of talking about, um, this is up for anybody, uh, what is one of the most important things that you're looking at or passionate about in terms of where the game is at now versus where it needs to go? Anybody have anything? Who's going to kick it off? I think movement. I think movement's so important. We're get, we're, I mean, we're, we're getting all these directions of, of uh, we have all this data now, we're having all this stuff that's measuring certain things, um, which tells us something, which is great, but we, we need to know a little bit more on the backside of what all that really means. And we need to, you know, I think in this, maybe I'm biased from what I do, but I think everybody needs to have a little bit of a anatomical background on how joints move and how the body moves and to understand what you're doing and why, or why something might break down. And there's a lot of data and technology that doesn't tell you that. So you need to have a little understanding going in. Well, go ahead. One, I, I agree 100% with having an anatomical background, and I think it's uh, what, what, what's happening this weekend is a really cool thing where we're trying to blend the, uh, the concept of using data, but not getting too far away from the concept that people still actually have to run this data and have to try to explain it, especially to uh, player development and, and, and even, even the parents of kids, um, you know, and you players might, themselves. And the players themselves that, you know, you'd be surprised. Guys, guys, you know, they want to have the data. You can you can buy a Rapsido. You can you can buy a KVS. But if if you don't know what to do with it or you don't know how to take those transcribe those results and and put them into an active game plan for the person, um, you're just you're just taking money. You're just like hanging it on a on a hanger. Yeah, and that's something we were actually talking about in there in the, on the hitting side. Like there's a lot of there's more information and data and technology than there's ever been in baseball. But I'd also venture to say there's almost less truth. You know, like it's one thing to have information or knowledge on something. It's another thing to know uh, how to actually use it or apply it. And ultimately, um, you know, when we look at, say, a launch monitor, right, like a hit tracks or a Rapsodo, uh, that's giving us an understanding of what the ball is doing when it leaves the bat. But what creates that is how someone moves. What's responsible for the velocity, direction, the health of a pitch is how someone moves. So it's not that we have too much data, it's more that we don't have enough and there's not enough education and understanding around the data and technology to create actionable results. I've talked with a lot of big league teams that have done a tremendous amount of data collection. They have uh, tons of, uh, you know, they've spent a lot of resources on uh, a lab or a biomechanist or all these things, have collected all this data but they don't know what to do with it and they don't know what some of it means and they don't know how to get player development to actually create actionable results and plans based off of that stuff, you know, and that's a huge problem. I mean, the reality is player development is more real than anybody could even have imagined, you know, like you can see amazing things happen. Just look at the MVP machine and the, you know, the results of, of JD. I mean, you have the best analytics department in Major League Baseball, the Astros going through Astro Ball at the time that that happened. They release him and all 29 other teams passed on him and now he's up for an MVP award every year. So how much juice is within an entire organization of the best 
athletes in the world, best ba baseball players, right? They're already professional in getting them to move differently. And that stems all the way down to the college game, the high school game. And, you know, we see it in here all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, a big part with that is um, understanding, like, let's say if you take speed, for example, while you're looking at speed, there's a whole bunch of different ways to create it, right? If we put a sensor um, on the body, right, we can say that this is accelerating, but we can't, um, again, within the constraints that we're underneath um, on a constant basis, give you a good understanding of what is moving that or why is why that is moving, right? So again, I can uh, move forward, right? I could have my pelvis at this degrees or whatever, but am I getting there by using my glutes dominantly, my quads dominantly? Am I moving it? You know, am I moving from what's moving me from the middle of my body? All these things we can we can measure segments, but and we can measure speeds, but how we create those speeds are are very important, and you know, even more important, which is why you know, Bleak Kent said like again, we need more technology and we need more ways that are you know that would help us with within the constraints of that to better understand what's actually kind of and help us with some of these debates that we're having on uh, Twitter on a constant basis. So, And I would argue to, to add to that, we also need a, more of a communication between uh, different departments. We need the therapists to be in more communication with the hitting coaches, with the pitching coaches. When we're talking about changing movement, that takes place. We need to understand joint function, soft tissue function, but we also need to understand the sports specific side of things. And there needs to be a communication between both sides. You don't really see that at the college level. Uh, I'm sure you see it more in the professional level, but not nearly as much as it could. Um, so <laughs> therapists need to understand much more the sports-specific side. You know, what does throwing the ball feel like? What is, you know, what does swinging well, the bat think, feel like? I don't think you see it at any level. Yeah. It's like you're 100% correct, but it's like uh, you have the biomechanist that's going to say, oh, well, uh, he needs more hip-shoulder separation or his pelvis needs to open first. And then the guy tries to do it and his results get worse. Meanwhile, you have Alex Bregman telling you that he knows he spins off the ball. So he needs to think about flashlights on his hips and shoulders, pointing to the other batter's box and taking his hands across his face. What does the biomechanist say to that when he, you collect his data and he actually produces better results when he thinks that versus not thinking that? Like it's about, like you said, integrating all the departments and getting a shared understanding between everybody on a collective effort for what's best for all of the individuals. I would like to say one other thing about the data, what's happening right now that I see. Um, I, have, I, I have quite a few uh, Major League Baseball teams come into my facility and I, I, can, see, I can see with the advent of... Um, with driveline and people bringing in um, young guys that know tech, I think it's a, I think it's great. I think it's great what's happening. I would I would I would caution I would caution teams right now to just because someone knows how to read a K vest and just because someone can tell you about spin rate and um, how much vertical drop is on your curveball, um, it doesn't mean that they're going to be able to fix it. So. Um, Somebody, somebody could fix a lot of guys in the lab. It doesn't mean they're going to be able to fix a lot of guys on the field when they're struggling. And they're 0 for 29, and they've been on a bus all night long, and they don't want to go in the, go on the, in the cage and hit with a K-Vest or with a bat sensor on. They don't give a shit about that. They want, 100%. They want, they want you to be able to look to them and have cues that can get them when they're in that state of mind. That's Depends. exactly yeah. why earlier I was saying, like, what are you going to do? Like, with the K-Vest, the best thing a coach could do with a K-Vest or with any of this technology is to learn how to gain context and understanding to what – uh, how the individual is moving and what results the K-Vest would create. So say you do an evaluation on a guy and you see that uh, the numbers aren't there, D-cell patterns are whatever it is. 
and you want to create better results. If you already know how to read the tech, you can't, it's not realistic to think you're going to hook the guy up to KVEST all the time. That's ridiculous. And like you said, they're not going to want to do it. So you have to be able to understand what movements create good results and get them like old school to create the feel and do the drills that are going to create good results on KVEST. If well, you do that, you will separate yourself from the guys that are just buying the gear. And, and I'll say this, one, sure. my, my one piece of advice for anybody that is new to data or hasn't accepted data yet, I don't think you guys realize how much of an advantage you're going to have once you go into that world. Because the data, the good thing about data, data doesn't expire. Most of these guys that are up here are really the pioneers of figuring out what to do with it, how to do it, you know, what movements create what. You guys are going to be able to come in and grab that work and look back at that body of work to see what, what that meant. And at the end of the day, I'm more on the simple side. Did whatever the I did make me better? Did it make me worse? Did it make me throw harder? Did it make me throw more strikes? Did I get more outs? Did I get more ground balls? It's that simple. These guys are the ones determining the movements, but you'll be able to have this massive look back on information. And, and I am, I've gotten to, to defend major league clubs a lot more than a lot of people historically because we gotta be somewhat fair. This has only been going on for about five years. So, so all these people that have been in the trenches, now this form of data, this new wave of data, I should say, is data is all, all these other things are great. Movement's great, all, but it's all about context. Context with the movement. Context with the data, context with the spin rate, context with the exit velocity, the launch angle. It's context. What, what, I do something, I just walk in the door five years ago and I say, hey, you got a 3,200 spin rate. What does that even mean? Well, if you know it's 3,200 spin rate and the big league average is 32 or 22, and you're like, I know my ball spins harder than anybody else, but does that get more outs? Well, let's see. And, and if it does, what part of the zone does it get more outs in? I mean, that's, that's how I break it down. It's simple. And, and these guys work on the movements. And, and Eugene was talking to me sometimes about data. We had this conversation. We're, we're performing this, uh, this podcast or you know, Netflix episode, whatever the hell you want to call it with this guy. Um, but he's, he's like, man, you got to be careful, man. You can't get too entrenched with the data. Because sometimes when you back off a guy and, then, and he ends up throwing harder and his body movement is a lot better when he just thinks about slowing down. I'm like, no shit. That, well, that, that's data telling you that. If I think about slowing down, or I think about throwing harder, or if I think about being more controlled, whatever the you think about, what is that doing to the data? So you gotta use the data to verify the data. And we've all had been, have this whole mindset of data in our, our heads for our whole life. It's been batting average and how hard he's throwing and this and that. Now it's just different terms, but it's never been easier to coach and to integrate player development. And I, I, think, I think there's a lot of, all the Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox and those guys did, is they just tried anything. They didn't know what they were doing. They just got really aggressive to try to correlate what data means what. If you ask a lot of those guys in those systems, that's why a lot of organizations, all they're doing is going, you work for the Yankees, you work for the Red Sox, you work for the Astros, you come work for me. It's, it's, it's happening. Anybody says it, they're lying. Look at, look at how many guys got pulled from, from those organizations. And they're just saying, what did you do? Tell us what, what did you look at? And they just said, we looked at everything. And we're running with the best things. And these guys are the ones that actually, I mean, I follow your work. You do a great job on Twitter. But you guys are the ones executing on how to, how to create pitch design, how to do anything else, and making players better. Data, I, I, would, I would give anything to go back in time right now to be a player and come up in this generation. It's the, it's the best time in the world to get better. When I saw your slide earlier, when, I was looking, when you showed me the first part of the presentation, I saw data with context. That's literally everything. Like if you, if you look at uh, you know, the two kids that threw the bullpens earlier, right? One guy, by using the data, right, and focusing on increasing his spin efficiency, essentially staying behind the ball, immediately started throwing harder, okay? There are other guys that we have that have amazing spin efficiencies, but they move like crap, right? Their spin efficiency is great. You look at that and say, oh yeah, it's really good. 
but they move really poorly. And at what point, you know, you give that guy a bunch of money or a scholarship or whatever, at what point does that guy now blow out uh, because he's moving so poorly? You know, like you can produce a high exit velocity and move like crap. You can produce a uh, high velocity pitch and have certain pieces move like crap. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you're efficient. It doesn't mean you're, you're going to be sustainable in your career or during a season or anything else. So you're giving guys scholarships. You're giving guys uh, money. Uh, and then you can't even use them uh, because, you know, they're moving poorly. So having context with all this data is literally everything. And, and let, me ask, let me ask everybody a question. And I know I don't like to ask questions and nobody raises their hands and you look like an idiot. But I, I guarantee everybody, if you're honest with yourself, you're you'll raise your hand. How many in here at the end of the day, whether you believe in it or not, just think data is confusing? It's, it's everybody. It's, it's, and that's the thing. It's not confusing, in my opinion. I, I told you, Gene and Joey, a year ago, I said, this whole data revolution bullshit, it's all your fault. The whole thing about old school and new school, it's all guys like your fault. Because you guys talk in another language. It, it's, and some of you guys are on that language. Guys like me are not. Baseball, I'm, I'm, I play baseball. Baseball players, for the most part, are not. They don't care about their trunk lateral hip flexion rotation, torque movement, power <laughs> trunk force. They don't. Power package. It's did what I did make me better. So looking at data, and, and the, the example I like to use is when you got college recruiters, college coaches, you look at a kid, player A has, hit 600, player B hit 300. Okay, well, everybody will sit in this room. You can't recruit a kid off batting average. But if you look at the kid that hit 600, you can break down the data and say off of anything 88 miles an hour or harder – the kid hit 120. This kid over here, off anything over 90 miles an hour harder, he hit 440. Okay, if you're going to recruit a player, what would you rather do? Recruit off the data or recruit off the batting average? If you recruit off the batting average, you're I'm just sorry. You're, you're going to be screwed. And, it's, and to me, that's as simple as data needs to be made. If you understand that other language, good for you. You're gonna be. You're gonna have a good advantage, and I think there's this whole wave of people coming in that are going to change the space, like like these guys, everybody up here. But you don't have to make it that complicated. But that's what the, that's what the purpose of writing the book was for, too. Like I agree, it is too complicated. But like for guys like us, we have we deal with so much. How much pushback do you deal with? Like between well, you guys have to validate, right? Right. Yeah. So I, you have yeah, to. I have to display. We have to be able to. When we talk, sometimes it's like when you talk, when people talk about. We were actually having this conversation the other day. When people talk about, oh, this guy sounds like this on uh, Twitter. He's making this too complicated. That tweet, even though you saw it, was not written for you. <laughs> I know. Like it was me. not written for you. That <laughs> was written for, for somebody guy. else. That was written for the biomechanist or the strength coach that, that is saying to himself, mouth. exactly. That, and when, when he sees us post like about something works. simple, he's like, oh, yeah, but he's not taking this into context. Actually, we are. Right. So we want to make things as it. simple as possible for the players. Uh, but you have you to have how many hands were raised. a higher love. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. 100%. No, it needs to, but you have to be able to make it simple. You have to have a high level. But I, but I, but I think there, that's also why you guys get paid what you get paid, though. You guys are supposed to understand the harder Who parts. gets paid? Well, <laughs> that's why, that's why you guys Name a guy. Are, Name are, a guy. Are, are what you do. I mean, because I, I think there's, there's different sure. layers of this. There's people that understand it, people that execute it, and, and then other guys. I mean, some guys aren't trying to be biomechanists, or some guys aren't trying to do things to a certain level. But to be able to have this layer and this tier, just because you can't say a certain word, or speak a certain language doesn't mean you can't be great at teaching or educating in this new generation. I think that's a, that's my biggest message to anybody that's out there that you don't have to have this 
database or this language that is foreign language to you to, to think that I can't jump in the world of data. It's just, that's, it's not the I, case. I think that the pushback, the most, when you said, do you get pushed, how many of you guys get pushback? I think a lot of the pushback that I get um, in, in, in the New York area is from other people who are, um, who are not using data sometimes. Yes. And I think that they have, uh, they, 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 they like, poo-poo it like it's like it's 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 not needed you know what I mean or the guy that has who just who just buys the Rapsodo machine and is trying to get the vertical drop on the curveball and is is you know not telling the kid how to do it instead of trying to rotate into his get into his hip so he can stay on the ball longer and get more leverage on the ball to actually spin it better he's not working on the movement like you're saying he's just telling the kid you got to get more. You got to get more vertical drop on your curveball. It's like these. It, it allows guys. It allows guys a little bit more of the sometimes older school guys to buy data. And sometimes instead of it being a red flag to to find out how can we fix this, it becomes something that they hide behind to make themselves look like. So it can also work in the reverse. Yeah. You know, you can you can use the data to your advantage, but it becomes the disadvantage of the person that you're working for because he's just trying to pound the square peg into a round hole by not fixing movement. Well, think about, think about it like this, though. We're in Southern people. California. We're in Southern California, okay? This is one of the biggest baseball markets in the country, okay? We have some of the uh, best minds in baseball that, that are out here to talk about stuff. How many local coaches do we have here show up? Last year, we had more directors of player development from big league teams show up than local coaches. And the reality is people don't understand it and more, more importantly, the, the, the people that need to buy in the most, the people that will have the biggest impact on, they're afraid. They're, they're afraid, they're not here, and they have the most experience. A 22-year-old kid that has no experience or knowledge coaching a player, but he knows how to use a Rapsodo, has no shot at being the kind of coach where a guy has 20 years of experience and he learns how to use that stuff and he can start understanding his entire world of everything he's seen and putting context to it. And he has feel on how to coach and he knows who to give what to. And he now understands why it creates better results. Like the experienced coaches, the ones that need a lot of this stuff the most, they don't show up to stuff like this or listen to the information. You still got people on TV announcers talking about launch angle swings. Seriously? It's, it steals their thunder, though. It's, like, it's stealing launch their angle swings. Some of these guys have been the man in their town for, like, ever. So now, all of a sudden, you're trying to, like, you're, you're trying to wake up the community a little bit. And if this guy doesn't understand it, yeah. he doesn't, know, doesn't have anything to say about it, he start, he's got mud on his face. And all of a sudden, it's, it's easy for him to just not come here and say, I ain't going to go watch that. Because that's actually, you know, that's exposing him. And well, I, I think if you take it one more step further, then it all sums this up. Is, is at the end of the day, people need to realize data is not a philosophy. Okay? There's no philosophy. It's the result of the philosophies or the teachings and the education. And you could be old school and, and hell, I, I feel like I am an old school guy. You can be old school and date, just use the data to validate. I know Clyde Keller's here, where's he at? Clyde, who, who was at FSU, I used to follow him on Twitter all the time and I just ad, and admired the hell out of him that he would post all the stuff that he's finding and it's fascinating. It, I, you get to learn from it. It's not, if you're an old school guy, I remember having an old school guy say, Katie, how the do you believe in dad? You're five foot eight, man. He goes, man, I believe in that. He doesn't tell me shit. They talk about launch angle swings. Find me a good pitch to hit and hit it, man. That, you, these guys swing at good pitches. Guys, that's data too. Go back and look at this, uh, the hitter's heat map. Use the data. How many balls is the guy swinging at right down the dick? 
Okay, and how many balls is he chasing up by his neck, or how many curveballs is he swinging on the dirt? You dumb that's data. Swing at the ball that's there. Look at how many times he's swinging at the ball that's there. I mean, th- that's as simple as you make it. That's not philosophy. However, the you want to teach the guy from that, that's on you. I don't care about that, but the data is, is everything that you're, you want it to be. Pay attention to that. I like to put in, in like, kind of, kind of layman's terms to like a guy who's anti-data, the old school guy. I just like say, data's information. So if you were buying a house, if I told you it's a house for $50,000, are you going to just buy it? Depends on where it is. Right. So that's more information. <laughs> yeah. You need to know where it is. How, big how many is it? bedrooms? How, many, how big it is? You know, uh, what is on the schools beach. in the neighborhood? All point. this information you need I like that one. To, to, to buy this house. And then my slide tomorrow. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm my slide tomorrow. <laughs> but in baseball, the old school guy is anti-data. Like, I don't understand that. Like, why wouldn't you want to make get more information to make decisions? Yep. You know? Everything else in life, you want a ton of information to make decisions, but in baseball, we're anti-information to make decisions, you know? And, and that's why you see a lot of, you know, younger guys or, you know, guys who are embracing the data, you know, moving ahead of guys or not embracing it, you know, especially in the coaching. I think a lot of these old school coaches see it as kind of a threat, uh, a threat to what they've been doing for 20 years and maybe the results they have been getting for 10, 20, 30 years as though somehow it's going to invalidate the results they've gotten, uh, when the reality is they've gotten the results. If they're a good coach, they're a good coach. And the data, the data is another tool. The data is going to validate. It'll make them better. It can, it'll make them better and it'll validate that what they've been doing 100%. is actually working and, and why. So the crazy, the coaches the, are still the crazy coaches. thing about like what Bleak was talking about, those guys are very valuable because now if your old school teachings and then not even the old school teachings, the, the one of the biggest things I look at is, you know, you see a lot of guys are coming out, they call them the Twitter coaches, are getting these jobs. Or whatnot, but the hugest thing is going to be the relationship building on players, right? So being able to to talk to players, and you've been in a clubhouse for 30, 40 years, and and now if you're able to learn this data, now you can get you, that player would trust you more because now you've played and you've been through the grind more than the guy who hasn't, who's just he probably never played or he might have played for a little bit and he's probably never coached. And, you know, it'll be it'll be much more beneficial if the guy who's been in the game for a long time just embraced the data. It's just more information to make them better. And, and all these kids that are coming up now that in today's generation, I think we all got to keep this in mind is that they, everything that we believe in doesn't matter if we believe in it, if, if the end user does not believe in it. This generation, my son is five years old and he knows how to use an iPad better than I do. These guys are ready for it. Back in the day, these guys used to sit in the clubhouse and do Sudoku puzzles on the Wall Street Journal or the USA Today with pencil. Now they're doing it on the fucking iPad. They're still doing it. Baseball guys are still baseball guys. But you're going to have to communicate to these guys a lot differently. And, and anybody that's coaching younger kids, the younger they are, I'm, I'm a firm believer that they, they want to be used to seeing something and seeing something a certain way. And even if you are using pencil and pen still, so to speak, that – you're going to grab, grab, more, grab more kids and make a bigger impact on more kids' lives if you embrace and communicate the way that they want it to be communicated to them. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, we, the whole, this whole evolution, the whole game evolves. I have a great article, and I'm going to try to find it beforehand. I found this article from 19 uh, – it was, it was done in 1999. It was right when the Internet came out, and it had this whole article about the radar gun. I swear to God, if you read the article on the radar gun and you replace radar gun with data, it's the same exact thing. Scout said, this is the dumbest thing ever. I trust my eyes. 
It's going to ruin the game. The radar gun is the worst thing in the world. I cannot believe that we're going down this way. Earl Weaver was the biggest first adapter of the, from the Baltimore Orioles about accepting the radar gun. And, and then all of a sudden, Jim Palmer started, the Orioles embraced it, and Jim Palmer started embracing it, and then everybody embraced the radar gun. And, and I swear, if Google the inception of the baseball, baseball uh, radar gun, and you'll find one of these articles. If you replace it, it it's here. The problem is, is it, it's here. It's here for a reason. Baseball, that is being used in every business around the, the world. And, and as an old school baseball guy myself, and they're like, the human element's bigger in baseball. It is. But the data is a major part. Then, you, then all, now all you get to do is worry about the human element. It's like people talking about money doesn't buy happiness. No, you still got your health. But when, I got, when you got money, you don't have to worry about your health. It sucks to worry about money and your health. It's the same thing. And that's, that's how it is with data. I also think that, I also think that we're here and we're all trying to, um, you know, if you're going to grab onto somebody and you're going to look for somebody to make you better, I think that a big, a big cue for you that this might be a good, a, a more enlightened person or a forward-thinking person is someone who doesn't try to think that he has all the answers all the time. I mean, like, I, I sent Eugene something the other day for him to look at. You know, I'm older than I think all these guys. I don't know, maybe you, I don't know. Maybe, I'm but, old. Okay, no, but, um, you know, I, I, I had contacted Ben one time. He, he, I saw a, a great chart that I use to this day on, 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 on percentages of intensity in the, in the bullpen, and we went back and forth. And, you know, I personally, if, if I feel like I know more than everybody else, that's just really, really a, a bad scene. As soon as somebody starts... As soon as somebody starts like slagging somebody, I, I immediately know that this is not the kid. Like I have an 18-year-old daughter. I'm not putting I'm not putting this guy in charge of my daughter. Uh, you know, to get to make her get better because they're not using any other outlets other than their own, and nobody has all the answers. What was so, the example you used you know. about the water? Oh, 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 yeah, that. Um, stagnant water is poisonous. So like, you know, any, anytime you come across stagnant water, you know, it's, it's the, the same, the same example there is just that, you know, you constantly want to be growing ever, ever flowing, right? That, that's the water that, um, you know, you don't have to worry about, um, so much of running streams and stuff like that. Um, anytime you like see like a pond or stuff like that, the water is just sitting there. Anytime something becomes stagnant, that's when it becomes poisonous. So, and you're, you know, and, and a lot of times, uh, like, you know, your brain is the same exact way. The moment it stops growing, um, you start it, adapting it as a, as a mindset. I know me personally, uh, an example, like one of my, um, like John Maxwell, they talk about like values. And one of my, uh, my number one value is growth. So I know, I know on a constant basis that if I'm not doing something to, uh, grow my brain and, and something to challenge how I currently believe the rest of my life starts like imploding as well. Like if I'm, if I'm, if it starts closing off, I start becoming closed off to all parts of my life, not just, uh, when it comes to, you know, players and, and you start walking into everything, um, not being open-minded to, there might be another possibility. And that's something that like naturally happens. That's why I talk about like having like a beginner's, uh, a beginner's mind going into situations because, um, you know, as you become more of like a veteran and on things, you start closing your mind off to possibilities because you've seen it happen so many, you know, so many, the same way so many times, or you start putting everybody in buckets, right? And it has to be this bucket, this bucket, or this bucket, or, you know, and then there's, we start uh, channeling these things out. And again, then you become uh, what, you know, we're talking about right now with like old school coaches is like, then you become the old school coach. But if, all the people, as you get older, you really, you really, uh, as you get more experienced, I think that something taps you on the shoulder every once in a while and makes you take a check on yourself. The more go, like, you know, the less you know. Exactly. And everybody that I talk, that I like, as I've gone on in this game over the years, and and met people like the brightest people I've ever met, like Mount Rushmore guys, like 
Dan Hefner and, uh, you know, West Johnson. Uh, West Johnson uh, yes, like 100%. Uh, uh, Lance Wheeler, you all you got, like, everybody that, that's perceived as, like, the best in the game at what they're doing, they're constantly asking questions, constantly having discussions with guys in their network. Hey, I'm seeing this. What do you think about that? Right? And sharing those things back and forth, trying to find answers. You know, like we're literally doing that every single day. Yeah, you just be a one-trick pony. Other, other than that, you just become a... I, I get tired of hearing myself talk. I, sometimes I need to just, like, say, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, see if there's any yeah. Let's do it. Can we hear yeah. one more thing? Yeah, just kind of bring up the topic. Like, it, it, the counter-argument, like, and you guys are going to get pissed at this, but <laughs> you, you also, you can't rely too heavily on the data, especially because sometimes it's skewed. Sometimes it's inaccurate, context, and sometimes yeah. it sends you down context. the wrong path. Or goes down context. Hundred percent. Well, yeah. and that's and that's a big thing. Like again, understanding. That's why anytime someone presents me data, I start asking like environmental questions. Like, okay, well, like, did you know you were measuring for bat speed? Did the player know that he was being measured for this? Did he know that he's being measured for pelvis speed? Like, point. you know, like when they know, right? And you think about, okay, was this front toss? Or maybe was this a bad product? Yeah. It could just be a piece yeah. of paper. You've never seen it. There's a documentary. There's a documentary that just came out, and I, or I don't even know when it came I just saw it. I'd never seen it before. And when I was flying to, where are we coming? Where are we going? Going, to, going, up to, going up to Seattle for court. Um, it was In Search of Greatness, it was called. Has anybody seen that? Yep. In Search of Greatness? Oh my God. Like they interview the whole, like, like first five minutes of the movie, I'm sitting there like this and like writing stuff down. It was, uh, it, they interview In Search of Greatness. They interview Wayne Gretzky, Pele, uh, Jerry Rice, like all the greatest in, in the history. Wayne Gretzky was talking about if there was a hockey combine, no one would pick me. I was never, fa and then you have uh, Jerry Rice saying the same thing about running. And then Epstein that wrote the sports gene in that book range that just came out. He comes on and says, and this is actually on the pre in my presentation tomorrow. He says uh, that coaches sometimes are now pigeonholing themselves and they're, they're making it important because it's measurable. They're not measuring it because it's important. And that was one of the most power. I heard that and I was like, yes. <laughs> That's that coach using that, buying that Rapsodo machine. So he kind of hides behind it. That's the, that's what you got to watch out for. That's the, that's the, that's the little flaw in the whole system of data coming out really quickly. There's a lot of guys that will use that and be Charlotte in some. And I think that's part of the pushback from old school coaches is they can see that happening. They can yes. see some of these uh, data driven coaches who aren't using it in context, getting results and they can see, Hey, wait a minute, that coach isn't getting results, but he's advertising X, Y, or Z. You know, he's advertising the same swing straight up and get yeah, a high he's, he's advertising these products and to parents and he's using it as a marketing tool, but he's not getting the same results I'm getting. But I don't really know how to interpret this data. And so that's part of the pushback that I think we're 100%. seeing. 100%. Yep. It's always fun sitting down with the guys and kind of shooting around and talking about where the game is. This call takeaway is brought to you by Yakertech. Yakertech is the gold standard for measuring spin rate, velocity, trajectory, and most important, spin access of a pitched ball. No other system captures such clarity on a moving ball. Learn more about their system at yakertech.com. Also, follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay up to date. At YT Ball Tracking. That's at YT Ball Tracking. Yeah, Joey, what was your biggest call takeaway from the first part of the roundtable talk? Yeah, my uh, biggest thing is when we were sitting around kind of talking about those things and throwing it around is obviously, you know, kind of like what I was talking about is that there's 
coaches that are utilizing data that are making players better and there's some coaches that are making players worse, right? And there's coaches that are not utilizing data that are making players better and that are making players worse, right? Um, skill acquisition doesn't necessarily care about what you're using to teach, right? It doesn't matter, um, you know, in that same sense, it's it's ignorant to the process and more uh, based off of the results, right? And, and someone getting better. We we You know, learning a skill is not something that's new, Right. That is something that has been, you know, throughout time. And, and that comes with, you know, animals. They learn skills like right? you could teach your dog to do tricks. You can tell I me mean, my dog opens doors and walks out of the house when he wants to. So you can teach dogs to do anything um, and you can teach animals to do anything. And we're, you know, we're part of that. So my biggest goal takeaway would be there is that, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of different ways to teach skills. And this is just another tool in the toolbox. Um, and, you know, it's, it's only going to continue to integrate. Uh, there's only going to be more and more ways for us to continue to evolve as a species and his uh, player development staff. Yep, mine pretty much builds off that. Um, it was interesting to hear, especially from you know having guys that specialize in different parts of the game and different parts of the body as far as movement, hitting, and pitching, and um, how it's all one thing when it comes to data. You know, Obviously, data isn't the end-all, be-all, um, and more important than that is the movement. So to hear that from everybody, um, especially those guys over at Baseball Cloud, it's, it's an exciting time for... Um, coaches and um, the integration of both and and I'm excited to see what the people have to say. Absolutely, guys. Uh, we, we enjoy your guys' feedback. Let us know what um, what you guys pulled away from the episode. Uh, make sure to uh, post. A sh- a, and a, a big thing for us, again, we love you guys and we want to know, um, we want feedback on the episode. So if you guys can go ahead and rate us on uh, iTunes, that's absolutely huge uh, for us and having uh, helping other coaches find us. Um, and social media, obviously, is always a big push on that end so we can continue to push the game forward together um, as a team. But from us and our partners over at Baseball Cloud, until next time, Farm System out.